Our lectionary reading from the Gospel of John this morning brings us a story of one of Jesus' more notable miracles. The story is often referred to as the wedding at Cana, or in other words, referred to or titled by the miracle that takes place there, the turning of water into wine. And in his telling of the story, John says that this was likely uh, Jesus' first public miracle. While at this wedding, Mary, Jesus' mother, realizes that the host of the celebration has run out of wine. She comes to Jesus to point that out to him, and after a brief dialogue, Mary goes to the party servers and tells them to do whatever Jesus asks them to do. Jesus instructs the servers to fill several large containers with water, and then take it to the host. During this process, a large amount, like three bathtubs full of water, is miraculously turned into wine. This is quite amazing as far as miracles go, and wow, now you have three bathtubs full of wine. For many people, the highlight of this story is how Jesus turns one thing into another thing. It is quite amazing, and definitely falls into the category of miracle. For other people, the focus lands on the request made by Mary, or the reaction of the host, and Jesus' own disciples uh, seeing him perform this miracle. And for still others, the highlight of the story is the fact that Jesus extends the life of the party by providing more party beverages. But for me, there's something else that stands out. This miracle isn't just that Jesus transformed one thing into another thing. It isn't just amazing how Jesus helps a newly married couple celebrate a very important day in their life together. What stands out to me is how Jesus turned emptiness into fullness. Like any story, there are many different perspectives or issues or things that you can bring up or talk about and focus your attention on. Today I want to focus our attention on these elements of emptiness and fullness. It's possible that some of you might describe your spiritual journey or season at this time in your life as one of emptiness. Since the beginning of this pandemic in March of 2020, many have seen a decline in their mental health, emotional well-being. Many people have reported a severe sense of loneliness and isolation as a result of all that we have had to deal with. And all of that, uh, all of those are the natural ripple effects of a, pande a pandemic. We know that wearing masks, social distancing, washing our hands, and more practices like these are protecting us from a terrible disease that has killed hundreds of thousands of people in the United States and millions around the world. And we know the ripple effects of this disease include our loss of connection with one another, the increasing numbers of people dealing with depression and isolation and anxiety and more, and then there are various other effects as well. Emptiness seems to accurately describe what many of us may be experiencing in this season. And maybe emptiness is an accurate word for you in your experience of all that we've had to deal with with this pandemic. It's okay to admit that. It's okay to say out loud to yourself, I do feel empty. I do feel depressed. 
sad, grieved, frustrated, burned out because of the stress and the strain and the fear and the weight of this pandemic. This is what the psalmists did when we go back to the Old Testament psalms. We have 150 psalms which express everything from grief, despair, and anger to joy, thanksgiving, and praise. I want to pause for just a moment and let you sit with how you are feeling. Take a moment and reflect. How are you feeling right now? Maybe later it would help you to take time to reflect even further and to write things down, to write your feelings down. Maybe it would help you to call a friend or family member and share your feelings with them. Maybe you have another helpful way to express your own emotions through art or poetry or music or prayer. Now I want to invite you to join me in seeing what Jesus does with this emptiness. When the jars were empty, Jesus said to fill them with water. And so the servants did. The text told us that each of these six jars could hold between 20 and 30 gallons of water. Six jars that can hold 20 to 30 gallons of water. A standard size bathtub holds 40 to 42 gallons of water, somewhere in that range. So Jesus has just asked these servants to fill basically three bathtubs full of water. It seems so strange, right? The water in this story could be a metaphor or an image of something much more powerful. We could imagine that the water that Jesus invites these servers to pour into these jars is like the presence of God. When you think about it, water is essential for life. We can barely go three days without water. We know this. It's a necessity for us to live. We are the jars. And God's presence is the water. We need what God provides by dwelling in us. How does that work? Well, it begins when we hold out our hands and hold out our souls and open our lives for the Lord to dwell within us. We spend time in prayer with God. We spend time with God. When we dwell with God, God fills us, just like these jars were filled with water in the story. It's in being filled with the presence of God that God can transform us into something new. Jesus' miracle didn't take empty jars and instantaneously fill them with wine. Rather, Jesus invited the servers to fill them with water that he then transformed into wine. So it's in our openness to God, through God's presence in us, that we can be transformed. That we can see our emptiness become fullness of life and joy. In Ephesians 3, the Apostle Paul prays for us to be filled with all the fullness of God. That's the phrase from his prayer. What does spiritual fullness look like? 
How does it change things? To be spiritually full doesn't mean we are free from pain. It doesn't mean we're free from struggle or stress or hardship. To be spiritually full doesn't take away the hurts or bring us to some state of spiritual perfection where we don't mess things up still. Spiritual fullness is being filled full with the presence of God. Spiritual fullness is experiencing God's peace, which surpasses understanding. Even when our surroundings and our circumstances are chaotic and scary and dark, we are the jars, God is the water, and God invites us to watch as he performs miracles in our lives. I pray that we would each know the power and filling and life-giving love of God today and every day. Whenever you take a drink of water, remember this story. Whenever you see a container like a jar or a jug or a pitcher, remember this story. Whenever you feel empty or sad or despairing or scared, remember this story. Remember, if Jesus can turn water into wine and emptiness into fullness, he can transform you and fill you and help you even when life is tremendously difficult. May God fill you to the fullest and to overflowing with his presence this week. Amen.